0: Julian Pants Patrick Hines Bun on ooh <laughs> Does it sound fancy? Does it sound like we're in a fancy recording I'm studio? I'm feeling
1: extra Broadway because yeah. of all of the people who have walked through these rooms. <laughs> Girl, and where ours. are we? Tell the people where we are. We're in Ripley Greer in New York City. It's a famous, it's pretty, fa- I mean, it's. Yeah, it's, it's totally like...
0: famous Broadway rehearsal studio. Yeah. Um. Quickly, while I have you here, uh-huh. South Bend update.
1: You know, I am now the mayor of South Bend. Thank you all Actually, for your support. Actually, you're not. No. You
0: know who is? A homosexual. For new listeners, you guys, we're talking about last week's episode about uh, Glory Days uh-huh. where Michael Alec was from South Bend and they oh just God, spent, they
1: spent 25 20- minutes about shitting on South Bend. Now we're the biggest fans of South Bend. I want to go to South Bend. It yeah. seems
0: like a great town. The mayor's wedding and to his husband just got written up in the New York Times like last weekend. And we
1: were not invited. I know. Overall.
0: Anyway, everyone's in South Bend is going to be fine. Yeah. You guys, before we get to the episode today, uh, just a reminder about our Patreon. We're up to episode, We're today we're recording episode 10. Of cereal,
1: I think it's episode eleven. It's rumors.
0: Oh, it's episode yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. episode eleven. You're yeah. right, correct.
1: What would you do without me? I
0: don't know. <laughs> We've got a whole bunch of other full bonus episodes, a whole bunch of mini episodes. Everything is commercial free, and then we made a big announcement that our next <gasps> uh, our next series for Patreon is going to be the staircase. The
1: staircase. I love all of the emails and Facebook requests for the staircase, and we're, I'm like, girl,
0: yeah. we said it, we're doing it. Here's the thing: a teeny, 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 tiny percent of people are saying that the staircase is boring. You guys, oh, you're sucks. not listening to the to our recaps for the boring you know it's going to be like you know it's going to be hilarious i know and funny and it's all going good so don't what if you don't love the staircase you're still going to love our commentary and
1: guess what you guys i've hated so many of the documentaries we've done I and i still <laughs> muscle through it for you we'll get through it together it'll be hilarious
0: <laughs> we love you we love your support uh let's talk about some gay stuff Girl. Girl, what are we talking about today? We're
1: talking about
0: Dilphy, Dilphy, Harvey Milk.
1: The times of Harvey Milk. I know. I just,
0: I can tell you want to be sentimental. I'm not ready to go there yet. I
1: know, I know. I just, <laughs> I, I know. I'm just, you know, it's Pride Month. We're I know. We're here in New York City. It's just, we're surrounded by gays as we speak. Always. I'm surrounded by a gay all the time. <laughs> um, but, you know, I just, this, this documentary is just so good.
0: Yeah, it won the 1984 uh, Academy Award for Best Documentary, which was a really, Big deal at the time. It's a
1: perfect length.
0: Do you know that I I know an hour and 28 minutes. <laughs> they have thank lower you.
1: thirds, and we know everybody's <laughs> name. I love
0: it. You guys, um, I forgot that this was like a major motion picture with Sean Penn a few years ago. I totally forgot the milk movie. Like, he, yeah. this isn't as obscure as I as I thought it might be. No,
1: no, no. And there's a high school that my best friend Ashley teaches at. She teaches right. at Harvey Milk High School. Downtown. It's like the gay,
0: it's the gay high school in New York City. Yeah,
1: it's amazing. You guys, just on a personal note, I just want to say thank you so much
0: for I love like dropping in. In these little gay documentaries from time to time yeah thank you guys for coming it makes me so happy to share like my people our people it's all of our people yeah with our other people yeah and, and so I'm so thrilled that you guys are gonna learn more about Harvey Milk than you might not know maybe some of you know tons but maybe some of you know nothing
1: right and thank you as a cis straighty totally. for letting me come along on this journey as an ally and I appreciate it and I am so ready to go can we please laugh about some of the people we're
0: gonna laugh okay. you guys but this is also super true crimey so just oh, buckle yeah, up yeah.
2: In San Francisco, they can come out and not have to worry about their jobs. The white, non gay, very wealthy establishment have to deal with me.
3: Mayor Moscone and Supervisor Harvey Milk have been shot and killed.
2: If we learn from history that the struggle goes on, eventually we will win.
0: Girl, do you want to get us started?
1: I mean, they get us started. <laughs> First of all, please tell the people who the narrator is.
0: Okay. My, you guys, the narrator is Harvey Firestein. Everybody knows who Harvey Firestein is. Not Harvey
1: Weinstein. No. As and he was accused on Twitter. When
0: the, when the whole Harvey Weinstein thing was happening, Harvey Firestein, the gayest gayest human being on earth, right. was getting like horrible tweets right. about the sexually harassing women. You guys, two different people. Two different
1: people. If you need a visual, he was the guy, he was uh Robin Williams' brother in Mrs. Doubtfire yeah. who does the makeup. He's a him. super
0: famous Broadway legend. Like he, look up Torch Song Trilogy, look yeah. up La aux Folles, or yes. Kinky Boots or any of the Newsies. He wrote the, the script for the musical uh-huh. adaptation of Newsies for the stage. He's a, he's a, just a legend. He's the most amazing, warm person. Yeah. He sounds clinically depressed the entire time. I
1: know. And he does have a very famous, distinctive voice. Yeah. So you'll be like, oh, that guy. Right, right, when right. right, 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 voice, right, right.
0: Totally, totally. It. So it opens on the steps of the San Francisco San oh. Francisco City Hall, you guys, with Dianne Feinstein. She was the president of the Board of Supervisors then. This was 1978.
3: As president of the Board of Supervisors, it's my duty to make this announcement. Both Mayor Moscone and Supervisor Harvey Milk have been shot and killed.
4: Oh, Jesus Christ! The...
5: suspect
0: is supervisor dan white and the prime suspect was dan white another of the city supervisors yeah yeah he gets a lot of garbage bells.
1: i do love not love but in this scene everyone is because there's so much chaos yeah like it and we'll learn what happens later but we start like in the midst of the chaos totally. and she's trying to speak and everyone is just talking over her so everyone's saying quiet and i there's one person who just goes What? <laughs> who like real, and I'm like that's Larry Kramer right like it's so like there's one queen in my head it's some queen there's one quiet that and everyone's just like oh yeah. Like everyone shuts up.
0: Just for the record, if you guys don't know, Dianne Feinstein really quickly goes on to become, the, she takes over for George Moscone as the as the president of the uh, Board of Supervisors. She becomes the first female uh, mayor of San Francisco and in 1996, she's elected to the Senate where she still sits. She's the one that's right now drafting all of the bills trying to get these kids out of the camps that our president has put them in at the border.
1: I don't know, go- I mean, Ding. garbage for that, but yeah. hero for trying to Hero for to Dianne get, Feinstein.
0: Yeah. yeah, she's amazing. You know, we hear from Harvey Milk right away. Mm-hmm. He, Harvey Milk, sort of famously made a lot of recordings of himself and yeah. he tape recorded his will um, and he but basically what we're getting from this is that like he was saying that he knew that he could be assassinated at any time he was sort of unemotional about it yeah
1: he had this like crazy real awareness of like yep what I'm doing is pretty historical <laughs> and <laughs> I don't give a shit and someone is probably gonna want to kill me for it so like today might be the day so I have so much work to do today
2: knowing that uh, I could be assassinated at any moment any time I feel it's important that some people know my thoughts. I stood for more than just a candidate. I, I have never considered myself a candidate. I have always considered myself part of a movement.
0: Before we get too far afield with the emotions, can we just talk about how good he looks in the t shirt? He looks
1: great. In a he is like an older guy. He's the like a man probably... knows how to wear a t shirt. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good. You know, a lot of guys don't know how to put on a t-shirt. And that that's ridiculous. I and maybe I've been watching a lot of Queer Eye, which I have. Please save us, Queer Eye. So we meet a lot of people from his constituents to people he worked with. And the first person we meet is Anne Cronenberg.
0: Ms. Anne Cronenberg, perm for days.
1: And that tan. I know. I hope it's fake because she... That's unhealthy, Ann, to be on the sun like that. <laughs> She met Harvey at his camera store. Can you paint a picture of what she describes? <laughs> well, she really just describes a man ranting and raving like a screaming lunatic, and she's like, "I can't be around this person." She ends up working for him, so
5: that didn't it's last. So very long. weird. He was screaming, and ch- I don't even know what the issue was at that point, but he was screaming and shouting at someone in the camera store, and I, I was a little intimidated. You know, I thought this guy is. A little too weird for me.
0: Like, I had forgotten until I revisited this movie that, like, Harvey Milk had a reputation for totally having temper tantrums. In Ann Cronenberg's telling of this scene, it sounds like he's screaming at some old lady who's trying to return a camera or something.
1: Right, or just like, that's not the right camera! Or, like, being a total camera snob about it. Like, Harvey, what are you... Right! Girl! Yeah. And then we meet Tori Hartman. So basically, we're just getting all these people's, like, first impressions of Harvey. You
0: guys, Tori Hartman looks like the wealthy neighbor on the Golden Girls, if they had one.
1: Those seashell earrings. I know. That's what I'm talking Bro. about. <laughs> I love her. Those green eyes. I know.
0: Tori Rorgeous. Hartman, You, she just wears her heart on her sleeve, calls it like she sees it. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like she must have, like, woken up at, like, a key party and been like, what am I doing here? Like, she definitely seems like she wandered into, like, this weird crowd that she's like,
1: hmm. Yeah. And then she's like, eh, well, I'm here. <laughs> I think that was her. her, 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 her yeah. I
0: love Tori Hartman.
1: She tells this incredible story. Also
0: and, kind of a personally invading story.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's her story to tell. So, girl, yeah, totally. like, that's what it, you're right. She wears her heart on her sleeve. She's like, hey, I'm here. I woke up at this key party. Uh, yeah, 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 totally. But she tells this story about she had a miscarriage.
6: Harvey had heard that this had happened. And lo and behold, there was a knock at the door and I went uh, sort of like floating to the door because I wasn't feeling well at all. And he was standing on my doorstep with a dozen roses. And, And he said, well, can I get you anything? Do you have enough food in the house? Do you have milk? Do you have food? I'll do your grocery shopping. And I knew him by name. Because he knew me, but I didn't
1: know him well enough for having him do my grocery shopping. She's like, I knew him. Yeah. Because everyone in the town knew him, but I didn't know him well enough for him to show up at my doorstep with flowers and go food shopping for me for dinner. Right.
0: It was. Like, it, she also made it sound like, she sort of felt like, this is really sweet, but Harvey, I, you're at a 10, I need you at like a 6. Right.
1: Harvey's. <laughs> he's like a 15. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, but do you want a camera? You're using the wrong camera. <laughs>
0: So now we get the Harvey Milk backstory. Mm-hmm. First of all, his name is Harvey Bernard Milk. I just love that name. I know. That's it's, such a name. It is you a know? name.
1: And then it's like, you know, he joins the Navy after college and then he was a stock analyst on Wall Street. And it's like, that's, totally. a, that's a really appropriate name. Yeah. <laughs> that name just fits.
7: In the 1960s, Harvey Milk took a step off course. He befriended avant-garde theater people then worked his way into a producing job on Broadway. By the beginning of the 70s, Harvey Milk had marched in anti-war demonstrations, burned his bank AmeriCard in protest, and emigrated to San Francisco.
0: This is where I have a note that we need to take a minute and talk about the Harvey Fire scene narration. Like, I know Red Bull didn't exist in 1984, but girl, have a cup of coffee.
1: I mean, it was probably him just saying, "Like, I'll write it and I'll direct myself, and it's fine." But you know, you needed someone to be like Harvey. Do you need a five? Do you I need know. To put some water on your face and let's go. With Ten minutes in, we're talking about how in the 60s he made friends with the theater kids and then became a Broadway producer. Like, this I is know. the good stuff. You guys,
0: I looked this up. I forgot about this. Harvey Milk was the assistant to the director of the original Jesus Christ Superstar.
1: Okay, that is perfect. It's that is insane. You can't write that part of the I know. story for him. Um, but so then, now he like burns his draft card, and we're yeah. in San Francisco.
7: He and lover Scott Smith settled down and opened a camera store on Castro Street in a quiet old neighborhood soon to become known as the Castro. Harvey Milk threw himself into neighborhood politics.
1: And he dubs himself the mayor of Castro Street. And I don't know if you guys have ever been to the Castro in San Francisco, but it is <laughs> fantastically gay.
0: It's very gay. It
1: is just the gayest. It is awesome. And I say that with all the love in the world, obviously. So this is when he starts running
0: for political office. like
1: 1973. In,
0: yeah. He runs for the Board of Supervisors in San Francisco and he runs like year after year after year. He never wins. Mm-hmm.
1: Can we just take a real quick pause? <laughs> I know what you're going to say. <laughs> Jim Elliott, auto mechanic, also known as Jim with the green shirt.
7: In our union, we get together with other union delegates and uh, talk over who who we're going to support. And uh, we supported uh, a guy that I didn't know at that time, Harvey Milk.
1: So Harvey Milk was having one of his campaign or some meeting, some rally in the back of the camera store. And he shows up, with Jim Elliott shows up with all of his union pals, his mechanic <laughs> union pals. Can you
0: imagine?
1: And what Harvey Milk is saying about, about employers and unions, they're all like, this is kind of great. Yeah. They support him based on what he says and what he believes. Right. Which is great. <laughs> how it should be. Right. But then he goes, someone said, someone told Jim that Harvey Milk was gay. And he says... Ah.
7: <laughs> <sighs> Somebody said he's he's gay. I thought, holy Christ, how are we going to go back to our union and go back to where we work and tell guys that we supported a fruit?
1: I thought, holy Christ, how are we going to tell the union we supported a fruit? (laughs) (laughs) Garbage! (laughs) And then he's like, what's labor coming to when we need a fruit to help us get the things that we want? He actually says, my God. What I, is Labor yeah, coming holy to? holy Christ. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, but it re- but I realized that Harvey Milk was actually getting shit done for the unions yeah. like for a long time. And so I, here's the thing about Jim Elliott. He's like, the stuff he says, like, oh, supported a fruit, that's total garbage. <laughs> but I love him because he just did it anyway. Because he's right. like, I just kind of love what this guy had to say. Totally. And even though I'm going to use insults to describe him, <laughs> his sexuality didn't... De- define harvey milk for totally. Jim. Uh, he was really making a name for himself as a person a politician for the people yeah yeah yeah, what, yeah. even jim in the green shirt could be like i like the kind of this hey guy's girl trim. i like what he's saying yeah hey girl <laughs> no, no no i'm not a fruit jim can you settle down settle down you look great in that shirt jim is another pro- man who knows how to put a shirt on but like sit down Sit down. Can
0: so you just imagine how the like how the phone call for him to be a part of this documentary went? Oh, yeah, you want me to talk about that old queer guy? Yeah, yeah, the fruits and the kooks? Yeah, yeah I'm on it. On it. Which is a Let me put on my green says. shirt. I'm happy to come down and talk about the
1: fruit and the kook. Jim in the green shirt. In
7: 1975, neighborhood activists like Harvey Milk found a strong supporter in their new mayor, George Moscone. Moscone said, had campaigned on the conviction that a city is enriched by more than downtown development to make our city work once again. As the new mayor, Moscone showed respect for his city's many neighborhoods, cultures and peoples.
0: So the, the big thing that George Moscone does is he creates the he I don't know, I guess maybe not created because they say at some point that they had had this also in the past. But he brings back the idea of district elections for the city Supervisors,
4: right.
1: And the
0: city supervisors are like city council, but they call it supervisors in San Francisco.
1: Right. So in this in this new setup or return setup, the supervisors would run from their districts instead of the city at large. Right. This is when they cue that disco girl <laughs> because the district election thing totally goes through.
7: The voters of San Francisco decided to give the district elections plan a try. In the Castro, a new kind of politics was taking shape. More and more men and women were arriving in San Francisco every day to take up the gay life. The Castro was booming.
1: The filmmakers were just like, "Let's have a party, and boy! <laughs> do we all?" I love that song so much. It is
0: funny. Like this is where you see like the the Castro in the eighties. It's just in like the seventies. It's like just boys making out and like disco music. And you, there's every day there was a parade and there was some sort of like concert or something like in the middle of the street. Yeah. Imagine if you lived there and you weren't gay. You're
1: just like, what? When is this lease over? He, or you'd be like, yes, girl, yeah. finally. <laughs> And so that's when he decided, you know what? The Castro is totally ready to elect its own rep to City Hall. And who better than Harvey Milk, the self-described mayor of Castro Street? Exactly. I mean, he was throwing the best parties anyway. That's In all you that need to be hot, tight t-shirt. Right? God damn
0: it, Harvey
7: Milk. <laughs> In 1977, Milk launched his fourth political campaign. This time for the Board of Supervisors from the newly created District 5. Whoa!
1: Now it's in this newly created District 5. Please tell me there are 8,000 gay bars named District 5. <laughs> Girls, get on it. So now we go back to Anne. Can we get back to Anne? Yeah, of course. So Anne is the City Hall aide who we met in the beginning with the perm. Yeah. And she becomes his campaign manager. He calls her and
0: she's like, are you that queen that was screaming at that lady in the camera store? Who I
1: just told the camera four seconds ago that I kind of <laughs> like didn't want to be around that energy. Is that you?
5: And I went in to meet with him and we just hit it off instantly. That very first day he asked me if I would run his campaign. I was 23. There's this punk kid who knows nothing about campaigns except that I loved them. Well, then Tori comes on the scene.
0: Yeah. So Tori is like mom. Like, it's like Ann Cronenberg is like the young, punky kid who doesn't uh-huh. know what she's doing. She's going to run the campaign. And then Tori, the lady with the shell earrings, oh, who's I like the next door neighbor to the Golden Girls, uh-huh. she comes in and she, she's got a lot of thoughts.
6: Especially after the number of campaigns that I had been through with the Democratic Party and kind of the normal type of politicians and the normal kind of campaigns. That
1: campaign was anything but normal. <laughs> Well, she is now his like political consultant person, yeah. and she just admits she goes, "This is kind of madness, but I'm loving every second yeah. of it." She, like nothing makes any sense, and she basically her whole deal is like, Harvey girl, listen, I know that this is kind of part of your thing that you're outspoken, but she's like, you have to play the game a little. Uh-huh. You can't just be naked in the Castro making out all the time. <laughs> like that's awesome. Yeah, have to play the game a little. <laughs> and then she, can you just play this because I'm not going to say the word that what she says to describe yeah. Anne. This is how she describes. I, in I said,
6: well, who's that? And there's this desk over in the corner. It's really dark. I don't think there's a plug back in that corner. There's a telephone. And I, he says, she's really good. Her name is Ann Cronenberg. She's really good. And I'm looking at her and thinking, oh, my Lord, your image here. He's trying to run, you know, in a very big district. He'd run in our neighborhood, and anything goes in our neighborhood. But when you get out, you know, I, you kind of have to kind of blend in and I looked at Ann and, and here she was you know like a like a big dyke with the with the motorcycle clothes on
4: ah! you can't it's I love- <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> she says it sort of like with a smile she's not being homophobic no, no, not at, not all, at all but she's just saying it like she's she's using it as though like she's my sister like of course I could say that
4: right and, and you
0: know Tori had an experience or two at an LSD party in the 60s come I on mean, girl come on that's that that why
1: she's like I'm kind of loving this right I <laughs> Okay, so at 47 years old, after running four times, yeah. Harvey Milk freaking wins and he's elected as the superman. Can we get a Hero bell? <laughs> <laughs> All the Hero bells. <laughs> I mean, I'm here for it. The debut of the Hero Harp. You guys, you heard it here first. For Harvey Milk and for Harvey Milk only. (laughs) Don't get me started. Um, But here's one of my things that I just needed. I cannot wait to talk to you about. It's one line. But Anne is describing like what, you know, Harvey Milk shows up to the uh, celebration party. Yeah. And she goes, he rode up on on a motorcycle. Not his, well, my motorcycle.
5: (laughs) When Harvey got back to the campaign headquarters that night, people went crazy. He rode up on his, not his motorcycle, my motorcycle.
1: And I'm like, okay, so what Tori's saying now, it's all coming together. That Harvey Milk was like, girl, give me that motorcycle and leather jacket. I gotta celebrate. Also, they celebrate at a bar called Alfie's.
5: (gasps) That's your pupper. And
1: he's such a little queen, so it makes sense. He's such a queen. Alfie.
5: And it was more than just, you know, a candidate winning. It was the fact that all of these lesbians and gay men throughout San Francisco who had felt like they had no voice before now had someone who represented them. Just feel so good for, for milk, but when feeling good for milk, you were feeling good for yourself. You know, this was elation, just absolute elation. And then
1: oh, this rep- Porter is like, do you think the gays are going to take over San Francisco? Girl, where have you been? <laughs> the gays have been in San Francisco for quite some time.
4: What
3: does this mean? Your election, your activity now on the Board of Supervisors in San Francisco. Does that mean as many straights are concerned that maybe the gays are taking over San Francisco? Are you going to be a supervisor for all the people? I have to be. That's what I was elected for. I have to be there to open up for the
2: dialogue for the sensitivities of all people and for all the problems. The problems that affect this city affect all of us.
0: And then we meet Dan White. This bitch. This AKA bitch. A.K.A.
1: this, this bitch. bitch. He was a firefighter. Hero bells for firefighters. Totally. And a
0: cop at one point.
1: Fine. I All the good so. ones. Yeah. Amazing. But he left that to now, he lived in District 8. Here's the thing about Dan White. I was enraged in yeah. this scene because he's walking down the street.
0: Are you going to be upset about the same thing I was upset about? Go we ahead.
1: fucking better be. Go ahead. He is talking about how like the neighborhood problems are the city problems, and I'm like, okay, yeah. I see that. Like, you have to. That's why we have this district system. Totally. I'm totally on board.
3: Yep. You see the transportation, the crime, the education, the taxes. These are problems that we're all going to have to uh, solve.
1: So he, they're walking by this like I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally, with you. I'm totally with you. Totally with you. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like bracing myself. <laughs> I'm flipping this table at Ripley Greer. I'm sorry, girl. I'll give you the deposit back. I don't know what to tell you. They're walking by this like beauty parlor, the salon. Yes! And he downright forces a woman (laughs) to be on camera. I
0: know, I know.
1: And because, you know, they want to do that politician thing where he's like a man of the people. I know everybody in the neighborhood. Everyone wants to be on camera and like say hi to him. Yeah. And he goes in like to the doorway, takes her hand. (laughs) I know, I know. She drags her out. Yeah. Hello, Ann. Come on out here. Come on, come on, say hello. Come on, come on and will not let go of her hand. And this poor woman (laughs) is trying to pull away. And she gets one hand away, and then he uses the other hand to hold her, and it's like by her wrist. I know,
0: I know, I know, I know, I know. Fucking horrible!
1: This woman does not want to be on camera. I know. And then the voiceover of the newscast of that night is like, he is so respectful to his constituents.
2: Dan White comes across as
4: the kind of son almost any mother would be proud of. I'm like he's dragging this woman against he's, her will. I can't. Her hands
0: are turning blue. This he's
1: like better be soundproof. I will not. I I
0: I want you to know that I have it all in capital letters. I was furious about that. I just said
1: I am screaming in caps I was like, girl she is pulling away. And the reporter's like, what a respectful young man. This is why we are in the. This is why we live in the world we live in, right? I now. know, I know. Because what I a know. respectful man dragging this poor woman who's like, I, I, I hate this. I do not want to do this. You guys, no means no in every sense of the word. Don't drag someone. I know. I'm with
0: you. I'm totally with you. And uh, that's
1: not even the worst thing he does. I know. This is just the beginning of it. like way worse stuff than
0: that. Because like you would think it couldn't get worse than that, but you guys are totally fucking. Dead. Dan he murders White. two He's people in one.
1: And then we meet Jimmy Carter, who did not want to be photographed with a gay person. And Harvey, <laughs> so now the garbage bell shifted shifting to hero <laughs> bell because Harvey's like, I'm bringing a goddamn photographer and I'm taking a picture with Jimmy goddamn Carter. Yes! And guess what he did? Yes! And-
6: he wanted to meet Carter and he thought that was very important. And I think he even brought a photographer along, even though Carter didn't want to be photographed with a, a gay person.
0: Fuck you, Jimmy Carter. Fuck you, dude. Fuck you Jimmy Garbage. Carter. Jesus Christ, we're all raised on the idea that like Jimmy Carter was like the like this great humanitarian, wanted to be on the forefront of, of human rights, doesn't want to fucking have have his picture taken with a with a gay person. Well guess what he did? Yeah.
1: Deal with it, and can we talk about Ruth Carter Stapleton for a real quick garbage <laughs> minute? Here's your garbage minute, <laughs> just real quick. I don't. I'm not wasting more than a minute on her. Garbage
0: minute is. It should be a, a new segment.
1: It's our garbage. Oh minute. my god,
0: that is so. Yes, please. She Sounds doesn't a, deserve any more than a I know. Minute. But it's so funny. He has like this crazy evangelical f- fucking sister.
6: And Ruth Carter Stapleton was, uh you know, the evangel evangelical sister was carrying on a mission on gays.
1: Right. So she basically. This is, is Jimmy Carter's sister. Right. Ruth Carter oh. Stapleton. (laughs) she tries to convert where's the clock 60 seconds I'm actually looking okay she tries to convert Harvey Milk who's like girl have we met and she goes on and on like I can change you I can change you and he's like really sweetheart bless you in the the worst 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 way and he goes to shake her hand and she does for some reason she's probably like praying like oh god I don't want to catch it. I don't want to catch it and he says I'm surprised you'd shake my hand and she's like, well, why? And he goes, well, because you never know where it's been. Ooh, the shade, the shade. Is the nine minute up? I don't care. Yeah,
0: good job. Garbage minute, my and new favorite segment. your
1: garbage minute. <laughs> Can we talk about just like one little sentimental thing? Just like one moment yeah, of, of course. sentimentality? Where, you guys, this
0: is going to take a really dark turn at some point, so we're just getting all the laughs out now.
1: Um, so Harvey's on camera and he's being asked what it's like to be elected. yeah. And he just says this thing, you know, like...
0: The uh, establishment,
2: the white power establishment, non-gay, uh, very wealthy establishment, have to deal with me. Uh, it's an incredible position.
1: And then, then he just starts crying and he's like, I have a cold. Can we take
2: I know. it again?
0: Excuse me.
1: <laughs> Cock. <Sure.
2: laughs> I have a slight cold.
0: <laughs> but then he blows his nose for 35 seconds.
1: sorry <laughs> You are on camera. You are. On you camera. look excellent. But like running a comb through your hair is just a general. That's the umbrella.
2: Take two. Would I repeat that please, sure?
0: <laughs> Can we please talk about the quote dog shit problem in San Francisco? Oh, you mean the pooper scooper ordinance? <laughs> oh, I love hearing you say that. The thing about this is that it's this silly thing that Harvey Milk did. That, like, it's it's famous because Harvey Milk was on track to be mayor of San Francisco. That yeah. was what he wanted. And Ann Cronenberg talks about how, like, he knew this was ridiculous. He knew this was silly. But anybody who could, who could solve the dog shit
5: problem hey. in San Francisco could be mayor. He knew that the pooper scooper ordinance, along with a few other things, would really give him good press. He was a master at figuring out what would get him covered in the newspaper.
1: And he's absolutely right. So he's like, I have to do this. And he's now listening to Tori uh, Seashell. Earrings, yeah. <laughs> playing the game a little bit.
0: It's a hyphenated last name. Mm-hmm. She got married, but she wanted to keep her maiden mm-hmm. seashell hyphen earrings. Right. Yeah,
1: loving her and those earrings. You know that, like, I'm gonna get those.
0: earrings I want now. them to be clip-ons. I'm afraid they're not, but I really want them to be clip-ons oh. so that she could like take it off when she answers the cordless.
1: Totally like Joan and Mad Men. I don't yeah. know why every episode I'm referencing Joan and Mad Men. <laughs> So what he did, what he he knew that it would get him
5: amazing press. Yes, but he wasn't just gonna like leave it to fates that there would be dog shit on the ground and so the day of of his press conference for the pooper scooper ordinance he went out early and planted some shit on the lawn so that after his press conference he knew just where he was going to stand that he would step in it he's a planner and he's a gay so he's got the theater (laughs) he's a theater gay. that's true that's true
1: so what did he do? He planted shit on the lawn after he gave a speech so that he can, like, take a perfectly choreographed step back. Yeah. And be like, see what I'm talking about? <laughs> and of course, there's, like, the, the camera pan up of him, like, cleaning his shoe. Totally. It is genius. And it ended up helping the city because the thing passed. Totally. The pooper scooper ordinance. That's Someone had to fight. Someone typed that up yeah. on an The pooper scooper ordinance. Pooper because scooper. You can't say the dog shit. Get the no. fucking dog shit off the street. <laughs> you can't say that. To get the fucking
0: dog shit off the street.
1: Ordinance. That's what I would call it be like, deal with it. That's what we're
0: doing. So the, the big, the, one of the first big things he did after the Pooper Scooper Ordinance was the Gay Rights Ordinance for San Francisco. This was like a major, major first, you guys. Yeah.
2: What the Gay Rights Ordinance in San Francisco, the main focus is, is to prevent the people who are already employed, who are gay, who if they want to come out and break down the
0: stereotypes, prevent them from being fired. Right. Harvey Milk felt that true gay equality would only come when everybody could come out to the people that they know and love because mm-hmm. that's how... Like Jim in the Green Shirt. Like you only realize you don't have any problem with gay people when you know a gay person that you love. Right. Harvey Milk's a hero. Yep. Ding. Guess who has a big problem with the gay rights ordinance?
1: Stand fucking White, <laughs> a.k.a. this bitch.
3: You can have someone that's a transvestite, a man that for his sexual um, kicks or orientation, whatever you want to call it, loves to dress up as a woman. If he is a qualified teacher... He can go into any school, or he can go into any business, and they can't refuse him. Right, garbage. right.
1: <laughs> and the thing is, Dan White, garbage, 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 <laughs> was the only person to vote against the ordinance. Right. And then the mayor was like, girl, I'm signing this shit into <laughs> law. Go have your own kinks. Totally. You know you're so curious. You know you want to have your own kinks behind closed doors, wearing your wife's whatever. You
4: know you do, Dan White. I'm
1: calling you out. There's this amazing, it's
0: iconic if you're like in the community or like if you just know about it footage of, of him at the Gay Freedom Day, yeah. which comes right after the, the, the ordinance gets signed. Uh-huh. And Ann Cronenberg is talking about how, and rightfully so, she was terrified that someone was going to take a shot at Harvey Melk.
5: And Harvey said it could happen any day, at any place, at any time
0: and I'm just not going to worry about it. Harvey is like sitting on the car. He's like sitting on the back as people do in parades or whatever. He's got those like rainbow lays around his neck and he's like pumping his arm like he's on our a studio. Shirt, like a dream. He looks fantastic yeah. in that t-shirt. Yeah. And he look he, there's at one point that the camera pulls up right to his face like somebody's in the parade with him and he oh, I'm going to cry. Yeah. He looks down and he goes, "Come on out." Come
1: on out. Just come on out.
0: Yeah. I have that it's too it's so famous and
1: it's like so many levels come on out to yeah. the street yes, come on yes, out totally. to the march come on out of the closet it's yeah. just like I could sob Yeah, oh, yeah. it's amazing and then just real quick Dan White this bitch is just like <laughs> people are asking him about what he thinks about the march and the parade or whatever and he
3: here's what he has
7: to say what did you see that you thought was obscene
3: Well, I see naked uh, men walking around, naked women walking around, which uh, doesn't bother me as far as my personal standards of nudity or what, but it's uh, not proper. Many people do not approve of outward uh, displays of uh, sexuality, be it heterosexuality or
1: homosexuality. So basically he's like, I don't personally, like, I don't mind it. Like, I'm not. Offended, I'm fine with nudity. But, like, other people might yeah, be offended yeah, by it. Yeah. And so I'm going to fight for those people. Totally. Girl. Girl, shut if up. If you don't mind it. And also, it's not that you don't mind it. Like, this is a, a movement that's happening right now. And it's exactly. not something that you can't just, like, not mind. That's such bullshit. And it's such totally. Hedging, yeah. And yeah. I hate him. My voice just, like, my throat almost closed. Like, girl, stop talking <laughs> about him. Stop talking about him. He's not worth it. <laughs>
0: So now we're learning that in 1977 and 1978, gay rights measures were being repealed across the United States. There were so fucking few to begin with. I know, but like, not only were things being like overturned, things were not moving forward in terms of like if people tried to initiate gay rights bills. It was a it was a dark day. We have this th- another this bitch. This bitch. Anita Bryant to thank for this. You guys, look up Anita Bryant, Dade County, Florida. She was the person who was like leading the charge against all of the gays in the country. Yeah. So that's the backdrop against which the Briggs Initiative gets launched in California.
7: Briggs you mounted you a campaign to to for Proposition Six, for a, a statewide measure to, to, be to, to be deny to homosexuals their by. jobs in public schools.
1: They want to take all gay teachers out of schools. Mm hmm. And the thing is, this totally backfired because the more they talked about it, the more Harvey Milk was in the spotlight, and the yeah. more he was slaying every television appearance <laughs> and every interview. And it, it like they put sexuality, the conversation about sexuality, on the forefront. It's true. All they want to do is sweep it on the rug. Girl, it's not how it works.
0: <laughs> so Harvey meets this woman, Sally M. Gerhart, and she becomes like a partner with him for these like TV appearances. She,
4: here,
1: Robel, <laughs> Sally, I. <laughs> <laughs> love her.
0: So they had this one debate like on on like California oh, TV where it was like it was Sally and Harvey debating Briggs and his fucking horrible other crew bitch. of people. Yeah.
1: So Sally's a little bit like Tori with the seashell earrings where she's like, girl, I'm totally with you. Sally's gay. Yeah. She's like totally. But she's like, you have to play the game the tiniest bit.
5: Yeah. And I remember that just before church, that debate, we had had a lot of talk, Harvey and I, about how we would dress. And we had agreed that the image that we wanted to project was sort of Mama and Papa USA. As neat and conservative as we possibly could.
1: So she gets a phone call like the morning of. It's ten minutes before they're supposed to meet up or or whatever.
5: Harvey calls me and says, "I've lost my earrings, dear. Whatever shall I do?" <laughs> and then she just
1: started laughing because she knew he was in the right suit. Okay, this is like what this is when things get just insane. And yeah. I'm like, I'm having a and I'm sorry, what off with myself because I kind of can't believe what I'm saying. We get these people like Reagan went against Prop Six. Dan, Dan White. White went against Prop Six. Jimmy Carter told people to vote against it. Okay, like, here's
5: like, the wait, thing. Wait.
0: I, Jimmy Carter was at a rally where he was speaking in California because the Prop Six is a very it's only affects California. Right.
5: As the president left the podium, Jerry Brown whispered to him briefly, and he came back for one more word of advice for voters.
4: And Gordon Reagan already came out against it, so I think it's
5: perfectly safe. I also want
0: to
2: ask everybody to vote against Proposition Six.
0: You hear some, one of his, like, advise... You can hear this. You can this. see
1: it. You can it, see someone, like, pull him aside. Yeah,
0: and he's like, "Uh, it's pulling at this, and things are fine, and you should say this, and it would, it's not going to affect you badly at all. And Jimmy Carter comes back to the microphone, and he's like, you should all vote no on Prop 6. And it's like... Thank you, Jimmy Carter. Remember when you didn't
1: want to be photographed with a gay man? (laughs) Now you just actually supported him. So, like, thanks, girl. I guess totally dummy.
0: And so the thing is, like, as they're going into the day of the voting, like, they really think that the gays are going to lose on this. And they say even like as the returns are coming in that night, it seems like they don't think they're going to win. And then the gays
7: win. On November seventh, nineteen seventy-eight, Proposition Six was defeated by a resounding fifty-nine to forty-one percent
1: everyone loses their shit yeah. in the best way possible. We hear the
0: audio of Harvey at the
1: rally or whatever it was yeah. that night
0: and this, this is, is where like victory we victory speech, I guess. Totally. And he's saying that like we owe it to the world to come out. Mm-hmm. Like they the world showed up for us in this moment. Yeah. We owe it to the world to come out.
2: To the gay community all over this state. My message to you is so far a lot of people who joined us and rejected Proposition 6. And now we owe them something. We owe them to continue the education campaign that took place. We must destroy the myths once and for all, shatter them. We must continue to speak out. And most importantly,
0: most importantly, every gay person must come out. And it's like, it's so, it's such a famous speech and it's so like, oh, it's just like my heart. All
1: right. Well now like.
0: Shit goes down on the board of supervisors. Miss Dan White resigns.
1: Four days after the Briggs Initiative lost. I know. He can't handle
7: it. In the last year, Dan White had left a secure job as a fireman, been elected a city supervisor for little pay, launched a risky new business and become a father for the first time. Dan White had entered City Hall an idealist. Unlike his flourishing counterpart Harvey Milk, he was often frustrated by the job. White had never learned to operate in City Hall's atmosphere of back scratching and compromise.
0: I know, and you, there's like this great video of him ranting and raving, and Harvey Milk is just sitting there with his legs crossed, like, "Girl, you do you.
1: Go, bye, yeah, go bye, 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 boy, bye,
0: bye." bye. bye. But, you guys, he takes the weekend and all of a sudden wants his job back. Okay. Girl!
3: (laughs) I didn't run for election to resign ten months later. I worked awfully hard. My wife and my supporters worked awfully hard uh, so that I would be elected. And it was a major decision, as you can all understand, on Friday that I had to come... Uh, to arrive at but since that time uh, people unknown to me plus my family and friends uh, have come to me and stated that they want me to stay in office that they supported me to stay in office
1: his wife was like girl (laughs) what the fuck did you just do because you know that's what happened they had a super awkward weekend Someone slept on the couch and was like, honey, I'll fix it on Monday. And it's like, that's not how it works. Well,
0: and but like even the mayor, that had never happened before. The mayor like needed the like needed info from like the city (laughs) attorney or whatever. Go to the books
1: and be like, is there something on record for this? Exactly. There is. Yeah. And the thing is, the mayor has to reappoint him. Or appoint
0: somebody else. And Harvey Milk takes the sort of unusual step of going to the mayor and saying like, hey, girl, we need that vote. Harvey's story was
5: that the mayor was thinking of reappointing Dan. And that Harvey went in and said, how can you possibly do that? Dan is the sixth vote on the board we need. And certainly Harvey was courageous in that stance because no one else was doing it. And there were other supervisors on the board who felt just as strongly, but they weren't going to get involved in that. I mean, what if Dan got reappointed? You know, think of the animosity.
1: So now the shit goes down. Like of like proportions I'd never seen before in my yeah. life Jonestown happened
7: the city learned of the murder suicide of some 900 people most of them San Franciscans in Jonestown Guiana
0: like 90 something percent of the people who died at Jonestown were San Franciscans so the mayor can no longer deal with Dan White's fucking temper like, tantrum like enough I know he's he's like I've got to deal with the fact that like there's all a- of these people from our city are dead in South America there's a
1: real tragedy here exactly
0: so like in the middle of all that, the mayor has to make a decision about Dan Dan White's spot.
7: On Monday, November twenty-seventh, Mayor Moscone planned to announce District 8's new supervisor. It was not
0: going to be Dan White. Somehow Dan White gets wind that it's not going to go his way. And then, you guys,
1: it's the tragedy. We're here.
0: Yeah. So basically, we're back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. And and we're seeing all the footage we saw in the beginning, except we're seeing more where we see Diane Feinstein on the steps of City Hall coming down saying that Moscone and Harvey Milk are dead.
1: And... We see like bodies being taken out with the sheets on now. Them. We're
0: really seeing the it's, actual footage. Like yeah. the actual footage of the bodies being taken out of City Hall. So then and I, girl, I forgot this. When Diane Feinstein makes that announcement, he was not in custody. No they did not have him.
1: Not only was he not in custody, they made it very clear he's armed and dangerous. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. nobody knows where he is. No.
4: Attention all units suspect named
3: Dan White. White male adult, thirty-two years, <laughs> six feet, one hundred eighty-five pounds, wearing a three-piece brown suit,
0: considered armed and dangerous.
3: But
1: what's amazing is that even then, even back in the seventies, this was all on camera. Some,
0: I always imagine that they're running around, like w-
1: with whenever, their big, with the
0: cameras, those huge the- can't let the cameras on rollers. Uh-huh. Like, how how the news people who got this footage, God fucking bless you. Like, I know it's incredible.
1: So they like run down to the parking lot find his car like chase him down and it's one of those parking lot where it's just like those big turns and every boat was like a every car was like a gigantic boat Cadillac Totally, so they get him you guys
0: but they have it on camera like these camera camera people chase him or like went into the parking structure and found him yeah
1: and like, pulled him out of the car and pulled him into the elevator, and he's looking, like, not upset.
0: No.
4: Attention,
0: former Supervisor
3: Dan White is now in custody. Repeating, former Supervisor Dan White is now in custody.
0: Now we get the, the information on what happened, and it's fucking awful. At
7: approximately 10.45 a.m., realizing he was not going to be reappointed, Dan White went directly to the mayor's office unannounced. There was a brief argument. Dan White pulled out a gun and shot George Moscone. The mayor fell and White fired two more bullets into his head.
1: Walked over to Harvey Milk's office and did the same exact thing. Shot him more times than necessary.
7: According to the coroner's report, Harvey Milk was rising, both hands out in front of him when the first shot hit. He fell. White fired three more times. He leaned over. And from above, put the gun nearly against Harvey Milk's head and fired a
1: last time. So now, you know, we hear from Sally and she's, she has heard the news and... and so I screamed
2: and I came back up Van Ness Avenue and I remember thinking, people are going about their business in an ordinary way. How
0: dare they go about their business in an ordinary way? Don't you realize the course of history has been changed? She says the course of history has just been changed.
1: And she is absolutely Dead right. right.
0: Harvey Milk would have been the mayor of San Francisco... A gay mayor of San Francisco in the late seventies, early eighties, it would have happened. And then
1: what? And then what? I know, and, then and then I, know, I
0: know. Senator Harvey Milk. Uh, I've thought about this at nauseum. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean, really, truly, like it, it, Harvey Milk would still be alive today. He was the same age as Diane Feinstein, mm-hmm. who's like at work as we record this.
1: Then there's this candlelight vigil, this candlelight march, march. and it's the footage is. The most unreal, moving... Yeah,
0: again, this is, like, iconic footage. Like, you can watch it on YouTube if you don't want to watch the documentary, but it's, like, the the entire Castro... I mean, thousands and thousands and thousands of people came out to march, not just for Harvey Mell, but for Mayor Moscone, too. Of course,
1: and and Sally makes a point to say he was our friend, and he was a friend to the community, so, of course... Moscone, yeah. Yeah. Five months later... Yeah. The trial of this bitch... Dan White.
0: One of our talking heads tells us that he started to feel the sense of doom because they were excluding all gay people from the jury. They were excluding all people who didn't have the same like political sensibility as mm-hmm. Dan White.
1: Minorities. Minorities.
0: Everybody that didn't have like the, the Dan White sensibilities.
1: Or anyone who was helped by Harvey Milk.
0: Right.
7: The prosecution argued a simple motive, revenge, detailing the facts of the crime. The state spent three days proving that Dan White committed the murders. White's own lawyers had already admitted this in their opening statement.
1: So here's the thing. The prosecution, they did something really bad. It totally backfired. They played Dan White's confession.
0: And I'll tell you what, they play it in the documentary and it is is—it is devastating to listen to. So
1: they thought that if they were like, yeah, but girl, like he said it. They thought that's what people would listen to. Yeah. The fact that he said it. No, no, no. The jury felt bad for him.
3: I've been under an awful lot of pressure lately, financial pressure because of my uh, job situation, Uh, family pressure, not being able to have the time on my family. The never called me. He told me he was going to call me before he made any decision.
4: He never
0: did that. And what's on the table here is either like the murders in cold blood that he did, the premeditated murder, or a manslaughter charge. Mm-hmm. It's like w- he's going to get one or the other.
1: Basically, in, or- in order to avoid the death penalty, they have to prove that he didn't plan it.
5: Right. Prosecutors say he did premeditate the murders because on that day, he put his gun on and he put a bunch of extra bullets into his pocket. Then he got into City Hall here by climbing in this window, knowing that he couldn't get his gun past the metal detector in the Interest. He climbed in through a window.
1: You
0: guys, this is also famous. Like this this reporter that you hated from earlier in the I documentary, know. she's standing next to the window talking about it like it's any other story.
1: And the defense, she tells us that the defense was like actually, it's pretty common to climb through <laughs> windows to get into buildings, you guys. She's a- like <laughs> If I ever climbed in through a window to get somewhere. To avoid
0: the metal detectors? It's super common, you guys. With my
1: extra bullets and my gun that I don't wear every day, just to have a conversation with the guy who's not giving me my job back.
0: <laughs> and the queen who made it happen. These totally. not
1: hot dummies. I, I can't. Know, I know, I know.
0: So you guys, the, the real the big thing that happens here is that his lawyers introduce the, what is famously known as the Twinkie Defense.
7: White's lawyers introduced the testimony of five psychiatrists to prove that he he acted while in a state of severe depression, induced in part by consuming too much junk food. Hashtag Twinkie defense. I
1: know. And it's used in pop culture all it's true. the time. And it,
7: you guys, it works. His attorneys argue that he had killed Moscone Milk in the heat of the moment and that under the law, uh, the charges against him should be sentence reduced sentence from murder to manslaughter. Because, uh, he had the, the trial accident. concluded in just 11 days.
0: He gets like 2 to 4 years on each charge with another possible 2 years for like using a gun in the commission of the fucking crime or whatever
1: and he gets parole.
0: Guess who's fucking pissed? Everybody. E- everybody. <laughs> All everybody. <of> us. Everybody. <laughs>
1: everybody. Everybody. There are riots. You guys
0: there are there's a march that turns into a riot. It is super crazy to watch this footage.
1: Breaking down the door, the glass doors of City Hall. Smashing, Smashing in the up. windows, setting police
0: cars on fire. You see the police in riot gear. It's a fucking crazy.
1: Not good, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like, I totally know what you the mean. Ang- like, look, they could have rioted when he was shot. Yeah. They had trust in the system that he worked for. They were These were elected officials who were yeah. murdered. And the, the system did not do right by them, by any fucking, the Twinkie defense. Are you kidding? That's I a know. thing? That that's was, a thing. That's a thing. There's a Wikipedia page for the goddamn <laughs> Twinkie
0: defense. So girl, how does it end?
1: So this bitch, Dan White, serves five and a half years and received no mental health treatment in prison.
0: But this bitch... Killed himself a year later. Killed Dan
1: White... When he got, a year after he got out?
0: Yep. Took his own life October 21st, 1985, yeah. leaving behind his wife and his like guiltless daughter. But it really ends with a super, super famous speech. Harvey Milk's like Hope speech. Yeah.
1: I'm just uh. going to play a
0: clip for it now as we head into our credits. Somewhere in Des Moines
2: or San Antonio, there's a young gay person who all of a sudden realizes that she or he is gay, knows that if the parents find out, they'll be tossed out of the house. The classmates would taunt the child, and the Anita Bryans and John Briggs are doing their bit on TV, and that child had several options. Staying in a closet, suicide, and then one day that child might open a paper and it says homosexual elected in San Francisco, and there are two new options. The option is to go to California, Stay in San Antonio and fight. Two days after I was elected, I got a phone call and the voice was quite young. It was from Altoona, Pennsylvania. And the person said, thanks. And you've got to elect gay people so that that young child and the thousands upon thousands like that child know that there's hope for a better world. There's hope for a better tomorrow. Without hope, not only gays, but those blacks, and the Asians, and the disabled, and the seniors, the us's, the us's, without hope, the us's give up. I know that you cannot live on hope alone, but without it, life is not worth living. And you, and you, and you, you've got to give them hope. Thank you very much.
4: Ooh, girl. oh girl happy pride happy pride oh harvey milk
0: what you, a roller
1: coaster this one what a roller coaster and i say that in like i know in such a i don't know just an emotional
0: way I just want to look as good in a t-shirt. That's all.
1: You do, girl. Thank,
0: <laughs> Thank you. You Thank do. You. I say
1: that so earnestly. <laughs> you look fantastic.
0: I love you. Um, We got through it. We got through it. So you guys, we're off next week for the 4th of July. But. Our Patreon is not off. So next week we will be releasing our 12th and final episode of our serial series. You guys, when we come back, we listened to you by popular demand. We are doing Evil Genius. Genius. But we're going to do two weeks in a row. So we're going to do Evil Genius episodes one and two, one week, and the following week we're going to do episodes three and four.
1: You guys, I this this documentary fucked me up. And so <laughs> I'm glad that I, I've had some time before I have to really like take the notes on it. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we love you. We're doing evil, it because you wanted, wanted it. Here we are. We're doing the staircase and Evil Genius, I know. you guys. So good segue.
0: Reminder, check out our Patreon, you guys. We're, our interview with Robbie Achadri is booked, you guys. It's happening. We're going to get the full update on the family on Adnan on like the whole story about how Serial came to be where can they find us
1: at true obsessed dot com and that's our calendar and all our apps at true crime obsessed on the Twitter and of course the true crime obsessed podcast discussion you guys on Facebook get in there we are it's oh the it's God. a party it is like you know Marcia and Sylvia and Harvey would be so proud Cool, <laughs> where can they find you at Jillian with a G on all the things. I'm at Patrick Hines on the Twitter, at Patrick
0: Hines underscore on the Instagram. You guys, our palate cleanser today is going to be Madam Harvey Fierstein, yes. the narrator for this uh, episode F- and company from Hairspray, one of my favorite musicals of all time. Too, yeah too, girl. Love it.
1: Of course, this is why we're friends.
0: Exactly. Uh, and before that, stay tuned for our hilarious outtakes. Tip, 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 And we'll see you soon.
1: Bye. Bye, love you, bye.
4: Happy Pride, love you guys. one we
6: we got him out of the car and cuffed him. I start hearing a beep.
7: His eyes just got real wide. A potential hostage sent into the bank with an explosive around their
0: neck. Something like this had never happened before in the history of the FBI.
3: For being a small town, Erie has its share of bizarre events, but there is nothing that raised so many questions as this case.
7: The call was made to the pizza shop at 1.30. Brian Wells drove to the site where the pizzas were to be delivered.
3: The man told police that he was forced to rob the bank. The FBI believed that whoever built the caller is patient and secretive.
6: Brian Wells said he was supposed to go on a scavenger hunt. He was supposed to go from point A to point B to point C, where the keys would be given him to release this bomb. This made worldwide news.
1: The purpose of the Itza Bomber plot? Money.
3: How could this happen? Who's the mastermind? Please,
4: what's your emergency? There's a woman that you might want to question. He's the one that did it. He and his co conspirators.
3: There was a lot of tips coming in, but no smoking gun.
7: We didn't have DNA, fingerprints.
3: The bomb had wires that didn't mean anything to prevent the bomb squad from tampering with it.
1: Did
4: you make the bomb? No. Liar!
0: It's a bank robbery, but it's a scavenger hunt. The guy has a cane gun, and it was actually loaded. Who put this in motion?
3: I
4: did nothing.
0: Who actually
3: said, hey, let's rob it back? She laughed about it. She said, I got away with it. Was Wells a victim or participant? When you have a bomb onto to your neck, you
0: long... it became a diabolical game to them. I am so happy to bring the gays out every now and then. Uh, we got plenty of murder and mayhem in our gay community, so I it's know. tons of fun. <laughs> horrible
1: <laughs> Go, take that again yeah. just focus on the gratitude I think that's a better totally he's like get out of the closet this minute he's like tell everyone at the grocery store I'm like okay. <laughs> some people are so a little frightened <laughs>
0: And then they vote for um, a president of the board. And, like, Diane Feinstein is, like, you know, the queen of the board. Harvey Milk does not vote for her. Meanwhile, Feinstein is sitting in her little, like, head-of-the-table, oh. like, Bitch, I see you, bitch.
4: Oh, <laughs> totally. She's
1: like, <laughs> noted. Check. <laughs> sure. So right. Harvey was in District 5. Gay bars, if there are not 100, I will not... <laughs> There should be a 1,000 gay bars in District 5. And there's that old woman. Oh,
0: I love like, her.
1: I love my gay hairdresser. i take him to, on vacation every year if I could. I just don't think he should be in the classroom. How about... And I'm like, <laughs> so you would go on va- yeah. vacation so you could have your hair set totally. every day. You blue-haired bitch. But he <laughs> shouldn't be teaching. Like, what's the difference?
0: I know. I can't believe we just got a hero harp. That is the most exciting thing I've ever heard in my whole <laughs> that life. hard to
1: do. I mean, it's super hard. Don't no, do No, I'm saying it. that based on your rules, I just can't believe we got a hero harp out of you. I know. Well, look, what Harvey Milk did, it was deserving. Yeah. Hey, mama. Hey, mama. Look around. Everybody's grooving to a brand new.